Take 15. <laughs> Hello and welcome to another roundtable with BrotherlyGame.com. I'm Matt Ralph, editor of BrotherlyGame.com. And for the first time in four months, we had Philadelphia Union soccer the other day. I'm joined by, uh, by, by three people, a friend and a couple contributors to Brotherly Game. I'm going to go around. You guys can introduce yourself and uh, you can say why you're here, how you, how you ended up uh, getting roped into this today. So we'll start with you. We'll start with you, Nord. Hi, I'm Nord Cuff. I would, uh, I've been with the team since birth. Uh, I'm a found, one of the founding members. Although I was always in the background, I wasn't out there. I was just being part of it. And I, I'm a fat and a fanatic at it. Uh, I've had I went from four spots on the uh, supporter side, the SOB side, the Riverside, down to being old now, down to two next to the supporting side, <laughs> two seats. But I'm still there. I've been on the field with the uh, flags, and it's fun. That's uh, where I stand right now. Uh, die hard. Very well, appreciate you being here. Like I said, it's been a while since we've seen each other. I'm used to running, running into you at, on the concourse and chatting with you. Uh, Mickey, uh, you're back again. We, you were with us uh, for the last roundtable. You want to introduce yourself? Yeah, so I'm Mickey. Um, I write about football, soccer, whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah, and I, I've been recently interested into getting into MLS more, so I got in chat. I got in touch with Matt, and here I am writing for Brotherly Game. Great, thanks. Good to have you here all the way from Egypt. Uh, Joe, uh, you want to introduce yourself? You're no stranger to the website, but first time on the, on the round table. Yeah, uh, I'm Joe. I've been running for Brotherly Game for about a year now. Um, you know, uh, I was here, I'm here because Matt texted me about 9 a.m. this morning, and I asked if I wanted to be here, so here I am. Great. Well, thanks, Joe. It's good. It's good to have you here. And I always bug Joe about refereeing stuff because he's a referee and I don't really understand refereeing. So he's, he's always very helpful with that. And other, other questions I have as a, as a, as a middle-aged uh, man about, about things. So appreciate you guys being here. I guess to start off with Norwood, you know, incredible, incredible display for the game. I feel like the story was the story before the game even started. What did you make of, of when you saw the players coming out and then you saw the backs of the jerseys and saw the names that they were wearing instead of their own? I guess. All the teams were out there and, and they did that nine-minute salute. Uh, it blew my mind. But then again, I was hoping it would be, since uh, the Premier League already started it. They already wear Black Lives Matter on it and they already have that out. I was just hoping that uh the US would get into it and they did and I and it's uh for a lot of people that don't uh realize the meaning of it uh that's the thing about it uh I I I I talk to people and that's the main thing of having a dialogue with people that don't understand it uh being a man of color I can uh I can help somebody through that situation, why it's happening and now and how it is. And I'm proud to know that by this time, it's finally coming out. If there's any questions on how, why, 
is happening, that's all you do is just ask. Instead of uh, going around, a lot of people go around and say, look at them, look at this, look at that, look at this, they want this, they want that. It's not all about wanting uh, privilege. It's just the fact that we want to be equal. And uh, to see that, and until that, you're gonna see all kinds of things. And I guess it's time that is happening to find out that people of color are what they go through just to be uh, who we are. Uh, we don't want any special privileges, although some think that we do want special privileges. We just want to be equal. Really great. Powerful statement in that. Now, uh, Mick, Mickey, you were you were in on some of the post game stuff. What did you make of it? You know, I, I love the idea. You know, um, I love also the fact that each player took a personal name and 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 just made it made it personal with him um, and whoever the, vic the victim was. Um, I remember asking uh, Warren after the game about, about the gesture itself, you know, like the, the, there's been the fist, there's been the knee, uh, there's been celebrations, there, there's been like hashtags and like stuff on the t-shirts and all that. And asked him, you know, was that not enough? You know, was it, was it not enough as, as gesture? Did you feel that something else had to be, had to be done? And, and of course he was like, yes. And, and, and I definitely agree with him. You know, we, we touched upon this um, a little bit last, um, last, uh, last time we spoke. And, um, and just like Nora was saying earlier, th th there's a part that, that you need to educate people about. You know, um, you can talk about all of this, you know, but, but you have to go and you have to dig deeper. You have to, you have to make it personal. It's not, it's not a trend again. And then we're going to keep saying it. it's not, it's not just a trend. You know, it, it is, it is something that needs to happen. It is, it, it is a change that needs to take place. And seeing these players doing something different just proves how much change needs to happen. Yeah, it was pretty incredible. Joe, uh, you know, what was your response when you realized that they weren't wearing their regular names on the backs of their jerseys? Um, I thought it was really cool because I, it, it took a second to register like what these names are and I like looked down the list of names and I'm like okay these names are all familiar I know like these names I know who these people are I think one of the coolest things that I heard was I forget who said it but somebody said that the um, white players who picked their names um, learned about the people whose names they selected through an anti-racism like kind of class or meeting which I thought was really cool that they held um because you know it's important to learn what all this stuff is about. Um, I it's really I'm just really proud of the team because they're not afraid to take a stand. You know, Bedoya's obviously never been silent. These guys have never been silent. You got got like three players on the team who lead the uh, black players for change. I think it's just really cool overall how they're making change. Yeah, definitely. You know, Ray, I mean, Ray Gaddis is, <laughs> I mean, these are things we've known about these people, right? Ray Gaddis has always been very outspoken about his faith, about who he is. Um, and, you know, Ali, as you mentioned, always very, uh, very outspoken. I mean, grabbing a mic on the field to talk about uh, a call on Washington for, uh, you know, about gun violence and about making changes to, to that. And, uh, you know, and, and, you know, one of the interesting things was when Andre Blake talked with me yesterday, you know, Andre is a, a little more soft-spoken player. I mean, you always see him, you know, you often see him after the games praying with Ray Gaddis and you see, 
you know, him kind of being that kind of quiet leader. And, you know, so he's not someone who's been at the forefront of this movement, but, you know, he's someone who wore George Floyd on his back of his jersey, and he had arguably one of his best games in a Union uniform and was really a big reason why they won, which is a good segue into actual soccer. Norwood, what did you think of getting to see this team play after four months? It had been, you know, just about four months to the day since that LAFC game late, late night into early morning uh, Monday all, all those months ago. I enjoyed it, naturally. I'm sitting there. Uh, I had my uh, Don't Tread on Me shirt on, and, and uh, it was neat because uh, I'm watching the, their big uh, – Tron up there, and I accidentally said, "What? What am I doing up there?" <laughs> but it was, it was, it was neat. It was, I, I enjoyed it. It, it showed it. It started off kind of, kind of typical Union, starting off uh, kind of sluggish, but they got into it later on in the game. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Naturally, uh, when they got that gold. I said, well, now we have to wait until that the last 10 minutes because for some reason we always lose it out <laughs> in the last few minutes. Yeah. But uh, uh, we, we, I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. How important do you think it was for the union to, to start off with a win and a shutout against NYCFC, which you know was kind of one of the top teams in the in the in the league last year? A lot of people thought they. And they still could top the group uh, out of Group A. Yeah, um, you know when we spoke to Ali before before the game, and and we asked him uh, whether whether he feels confident that, that he was going to win the game. He said, "Of course, you know." And and in these kind of tournaments, even even if you get even if you don't get the best start, um, you can you can eventually, you know, keep on going and and, and get get a good result out of the competition. But but they got the three points. I think it's all thanks to Andre Blake. You know, um, the, the amount of chances, at least upon, uh, at least until until Ali's goal, um, everything was uh, was New York's side. You know, I I got a couple of scares every time. You know, New York got there. I was like, okay, so if if they lose on their first game, we're gonna get to the press conference. Jim is not gonna be in a good mood. No one's gonna be in a good mood. Philadelphia need to win today. So, but but eventually, you know, Blake kept kept saving and saving and saving, and and uh, and I was very happy, honestly. And and yeah, just I was looking at the stats earlier. Everything was was going um, New York's way. The only thing um, Union's way was the fouls, ten fouls, and the yellow cards three, and the saves, which were seven. Anything else was was on the other side for for New York. More shots, more attempts, you know. They were the more dangerous, but um, you know, Mourinho once said, "You don't have to be the better side to win the game," and and they did get the three points, and that's all they needed. Yeah, I think I think they were probably they were definitely better than the stats would tell uh, in terms of a story because they did you know they did they did defend a lot, and I think they intended to defend a lot just because of the circumstances. And you know, I think late was when they got the goal. That's when they kind of showed their 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 readiness their preparation their their fitness and and you know the i never really got the sense that they were going to fall behind i was worried they were going <laughs> to there was going to be an equalizer certainly but i never really thought that the new york was going to take a lead and then obviously ali i mean the guy the guy just scores big goals right i mean he joe uh, what did you make of the of the of the game and uh, what did you 
you know, what was kind of your, you already wrote three takeaways, but <laughs> if you want to elaborate on that or just what, what, you, what you thought was important about them just starting out with a win against NYC instead of a, what would have been a, a late, you know, demoralizing draw if they had conceded late there. That I was objectively surprised that they got a win. Um, Ali's goal wasn't something like beautiful. It was something that Johnson could have saved. Um, I didn't think that once he scored, we were going to lose because nobody was scoring two goals. For most of the game, New York City looked like they had the upper hand. They had better possession, better shots. The goal turned around, but, you know, they do have a habit of dropping the ball the last few minutes. It was a really slow game. It wasn't something that I got too excited about. Uh, They played good defense, but... Uh, it's just too slow for me to be totally confident in the future. Andre Blake saved their asses. Um, but they're, both teams are rusty, so it'll be interesting to see how they come back against Miami. Yeah, you know, I think one of the things I've, I've, I've said repeatedly through this transition from, from being so union, <laughs> for lack of a better term, where they were – it was always like we always had – there was always an excuse, right? Well – well, if the ref hadn't called that foul, then the union would have won. Or if, if uh, he had made that shot, like, you know, I mean, if Nagira hadn't hit the post, you know, they'd have a trophy, right? But it seems like there's always been excuses, excuses, right? But I think the transition of what this team has happened is they've become the team where the other team makes excuses, right? So, yes, it wasn't their, their best game, but they pulled off a win that good teams pull off, right? And so NYC was the team saying – well, if this would have happened or that would have done, you know, we would have won. And so I think that that's something that I think is definitely a positive takeaway from the experience. Moving ahead, um, Norwood, what are you looking forward to besides uh, besides uh, not looking forward to the next morning <laughs> watching whatever time this game ends? I mean, if there's another thunderstorm, we could be uh, we could be looking at even later, uh, even later start time than ten whatever it's going to be, ten forty five, ten forty seven. Uh, what what are you what are you looking forward to? All depends, like he said. All depends on how up they are. And uh, uh, watching the game last night, the late game last night that went until almost 12 o'clock, the tired factor set in. And I'm just hoping that that tired factor don't set in. Uh, Even though they – even though uh, last night they were playing with – 10 players because the goalie got kicked out. Uh, uh, the coach didn't sub when he should have subbed. But uh, I'm just hoping our game coming up, they have that strength and that power to keep it up. And the coach, and he just uses uh, his men wisely to keep that strength up. I think it's all going to be down to uh, strength and ability to stay up for the whole game. You know, Inter-Miami, still still some question marks about them just because they're, you know, a new team that's only played, what, three games now. Mickey, you know, what what have you seen or heard of uh, Inter-Miami? What do you think the union need to do to to kind of keep this this uh, this train rolling after after the three points against NYC? Well, I think for me the first challenge is going to be 
um, watching a game at 4.30 a.m. That, that's going to be something. Um, but then, uh, yeah, just Inter-Miami, you know, they, they have an exciting concept, you know, with Beckham coming in and, and the way they, they've tried to, you know, include everyone and then make it quite an quite a inclusive um, soccer community. That, that's all exciting, you know, but then what's on the pitch is on the pitch. You know, Philly, um, and, and I can be wrong here because I'm not in the country and, and I'm, I wouldn't be the best one to judge. But, but I think it would be fair to say that Philly, Philly's come to this tournament with so much motivation, you know, um, with, with so much drive. You know, uh, Inter-Miami, I don't think they built this relationship with their city or, or, or with their community or, or with a certain fan base, you know. That, that said, you, you also have their, their I mean, it, it's, it's quite a short form, but it's not a good one as well. You know, they've only won one game, and that was a friendly. They, they haven't won any, any game in any competitions. They've only scored two goals, I think, so far. It hasn't been impressive, but there isn't much to judge from as well at the same time. That said, uh, I'm looking forward to the Union. You know, they come, they come with great confidence. Three points, you can always start that. Um, I think they've got great, great support behind them. You know, and just like you were mentioning earlier, Matt, the, the relationship and, and the bond um, in this team is just, is just amazing. It, it is literally so much more than, than just a squad or a team, um, like, like we would uh, say in a cliche way. Joe, uh, you know, one of the things that uh, Jim Curtin talked about yesterday was that they, they, they weren't really good off set pieces defending. They weren't good off a throw-in defending. They, you know, they, they weren't great coming out of the water breaks. I think you may have alluded to that. Someone did. What uh, what do you think they what do you think they where do you think they need to be better to to get a result against Inter Miami? I mean, and do you think it's more about them how they play and and how they perform, or 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 is it is it more about just like how Inter Miami if Inter Miami shows up or if they get calls for you know Pizarro uh, falling over in the box or whatever? Um, I think the weak point right now. Um, you know, it was great. If the game, I think the whole team had a solid game against New York City. Um, Miami is a very winnable that strong on what was it, Thursday night or Wednesday night, whenever their first game was. Um, I think the back line will step up and not leave a lot of grunt work to Blake. Um, but as long as they can get shots on goal, as long as they can last 90 minutes against Miami, they'll be pretty good. Because Miami, they look strong for the first half of the game, 60 minutes of the game, and then they just started dropping off. So as long as you can keep your stamina up throughout the whole match and play consistent 90, 100, 105 minutes, you know, I think you're in pretty good shape. All right, well, guys, I appreciate you joining me. Uh, uh, one last thought from each of you. Uh, it could be just anything union-related or, or otherwise. Uh, in Norwood, uh, anything else to, to add to the conversation for today? Uh, I, just, I just look to the union. The union does look uh, pretty powerful. Uh, the guys on there, uh, uh, Erickson, he has a little more uh, age to himself uh, on the field and on the uh, age side. I remember him when he first came in. 
he was always getting bumped around. They always knocked him down. He always get pushed around and everything like a little kid, little 18 year old kid smacked around, but he's coming into his own. Uh, I think we're going to have a good team this year. Uh, the way it looks, uh, they have to solidify a little bit better. Uh, but the main thing about uh, their night game is going to be stamina. If they can keep up the stamina, if they can keep it up, uh, you know, getting up early that day and staying up and staying up instead of getting that rest they need for that, uh, that night is going to be a key. I appreciate it. Uh, Mickey, uh, anything else to add? Definitely. The, the fitness is going to be a, a challenge, you know, with the, with the weather and everything, hopefully. Considering it's going to be um, in the night, you know, it, it could be uh, less less hard for the players and uh, and little slightly better um, conditions. Um, one thing I, I'm really excited to see, you know, is is just seeing this this team um, just get more comfortable around the pitch. You know, seeing Brendan Aronson just go around making his usual dribbles. You know, making um, troubles for the defenders. You know, just. Uh, just seeing the fullbacks up there more, you know, and uh, and respecting less the opponent, you know, just, uh, you know, we've seen a win, but but I, I would be very, I'd be looking forward to to a more comfortable win, you know, to, to a win in, in style, should we say, you know, um, something something that would be also enjoyable to watch. But but yeah, I'm, 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 I feel that they're, they're building quite a momentum, um, starting the, the, the goal from uh, from Ali. And, and I think they, they'll keep building this. And, uh, Thanks, Mickey. I'm going to give you the final word, Joe, on, uh, on this roundtable. Take it away. Um, Take us out. Yeah. <laughs> I think the one thing that I'd like to see against Miami, and I don't know what the status of players who were out against New York City is, but, you know, Sergio Santos, I'd like to see him back on the field. El Sino didn't really look comfortable in the striker position. I'd like to see him back on as the sub coming in the 60th minute or something. I'd like to see them kind of return to their normal. Um, Cause I think, you know, that's a system that works. Uh, I think that once they get that under control and they're able to build stamina under that system, I think they're a much better team and they've got a far better chance in this tournament. Absolutely. Yeah. I think uh, last Jim said yesterday, Sergio Santos should be available for selection. We'll see if that's in the starting lineup, but certainly the big talking point out of that game was not having Sergio not having Andrew Vuton and not having Michi and Galina. You know, Fontana's not really a, a striker you sub off the bench. He's, he's an attacking player who can run around and basically do anything you need him to do off the bench. But uh, hopefully they'll be a little bit, uh, little bit better shape with Sergio available. You know, Vuton's a little bit not quite there. He hasn't returned to training fully yet. And then uh, Michi is questionable as well. So, It'll be it'll be a fun night, a uh, fun late night, uh, hopefully uh, or early morning for Mickey. Uh, thanks again for joining me, guys. Uh, this has been another roundtable with BrotherlyGame.com. Be sure to tune in, uh, check out the website for all of our continued coverage of MLS's back tournament, as long as it's still a thing and they're still playing in Florida. Uh, thanks again for tuning in, and we'll uh, we'll talk to you all next time.